0: Save the Queen.
1: Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen. I'm your host Zoe Forsey and I'm joined by Ian Vogler for today's show. Hi Ian, how are you?
0: I'm very well. I think you just about recovered from the busy period we've been having with the jubilee.
1: It has been, I was gonna say, I felt a bit broken from it and I sat in the office for most of it whereas you were running all around London pretty much, weren't you?
0: Yeah it was some some long days. I don't expect too much sympathy but some long days but well worth it in the end. Some great pictures were had.
1: Yeah, and you did get some of the best views of in the house.
0: Yeah, very lucky to have been on the uh, QVM or Queen Victoria Memorial or the birthday as some people call it. Yes. It's the big monument on the roundabout opposite the palace.
1: Of oh, course, so that's the really famous one, isn't it? So like when, when if you go there as a tourist, that's the one that everyone stands in front of and you get all your good pictures. So you were there on Thursday, weren't you? So let's start with Trooping the Colour. Uh, and you were there for the... You saw the carriages and the balcony moment, didn't you?
0: Carriages, balcony, incredible fly pass, great weather, the Queen, the young Cambridges. It, it was all there for you. It was fantastic.
1: So what was it like on that morning? So obviously there were so many people gathered. What was the atmosphere like there on the day? It was very good.
0: I mean, actually, it was done slightly differently this year because of the way the stage had been built for the concert later on in the week and so on. So I think actually a few less people got close up to the action. But um, you know, the people had been camping out for two, three days beforehand, we'd seen them. And it was fantastic. And the weather helped, of course, because the last thing you want is a damp trooping of the colour. But you Nia, know, all of all of that was just fantastic.
1: And so talk, talk us through how it works logistically at an event like this. So you're obviously given the timings. Do you kind of get a nod of they're coming now and then everyone gets there going? Or is it just you're kind of trying to spot them all? Or how does it, how does it work?
0: For trooping of the colour, it's all, it's timed to the sort of millisecond. I think it said on the, um, on the notes that the fly pass would be at one oh six. And it was at one oh six. That's right at the end. But, yeah, basically, you have to get there incredibly early. You have to go through... <laughs> various security checks, then you're led on to the QVM itself by the uh, staff involved from the DCMS, the government department. They took us on to the QVM. And then the first hint you get is you see as they leave on the carriages, you just basically keep looking and you'll see the horses coming out of the palace from the archway in the middle. And that's it. You, you, you can't miss anything from then on in and it's it's very a lot of these things that there is a formula they happen in the same way tradition dictates it but uh, until it actually happens you're really worried about missing something you know even though you've been there you always get there earlier than you need to and you always worry about being late or missing something but invariably you don't
1: yeah i can imagine it's it's a lot of pressure um to get there and so it's something i've always wondered who decides who stands where because obviously you know Unfortunately, you weren't the only photographer there. There were lots of, you know, lots of media outlets. Who figures out like who gets what spot?
0: On the for Cooper Co, it's actually pretty open and we just pick our own spots in the in the sort of natural space opposite the palace, as it were. There's only about they limited the number of people this year. Again, because of things being done differently. There was massive TV setup on the on the QVM. I think mean, there was about 12 of us facing front and about 10 colleagues facing the back for the fly pass and so on. So there's not much jostling for position, but um, again, because you can never be entirely sure, will the Queen stand in the middle or she might stand a bit to the right, a bit to the left. Where's the young, young Louis, who's the star of this now? Where's, <laughs> where's the young royal that may put his finger on his nose at the wrong moment going to be? There's a bit of guessology goes into it, oh, that's for sure.
1: So is that how you'd work then? Because obviously we're used to seeing the, you know, there's the, the famous setup that you always get. of They're all standing there. Do you kind of focus on, you get the main shot and then do you kind of focus in on all of them or do you kind of pick, you go to the kids first then you go to Catherine. I don't know, do you kind of go on who you know people are more interested in or do you, how how do you, how do you pick? There's so much going on and they're not up there that long. You have a lot of pressure to get, get the, everyone.
0: Yeah, you're, you're trying to get that, that fabulous moment of the, of the kids doing something but, but it's such a long way away you can't zoom in too much because you're working on the longest lens longest focal length of a lens available it's called the 800 mil it's like it's huge I ended up I thought about buying a trolley to carry it <laughs> and then I put it in it I put it in a wheelie suitcase I look like some bizarre tourist
1: I? I bet security loved you when you rocked up with yeah. that <laughs>
0: I, I did get some comments from some colleagues about this isn't a holiday <laughs> uh, and you're too old for 18.30. Sure. <laughs> but I got the lens in there and uh, yeah, you can't hi- hold it with your hands. You need a tripod or a monopod, that I prefer the monopod. You can move around a bit. And then, yeah, you're looking... Obviously, it's all about the queen this year. So you've got to make sure you've got the queen in the middle of the picture and then you can afford to slightly take your eye off the queen briefly, have a look, see what their kids are up to. You just keep you get scared of missing something the entire time. Like you say, it's only, I don't know, a couple of minutes up there for the for the main balcony picture. And it seems like a lifetime, but you could easily miss something in that short period of time. And it's not like in, in the movies, they have they pick up a small camera with a tiny lens, they can take a picture of someone oh, yeah. three miles away. <laughs> I wish I had that camera. It's not like that. And you can't just be like a machine gun on it. You've got to try and pick your moment and then not miss anything all at the same time
1: nice and easy then not not a lot to think about and doing that when everyone is screaming around you as well what is that because it always sounds loud on the telly so when the queen because obviously no one was really sure if the queen was going to make it out what was the noise like when she did come out with all of the royal family for that second appearance was it as loud as it sounds on telly
0: yeah, it was, it, was, it was very loud. On, that was on the second balcony, wasn't it? Yeah. The first balcony is sort of slightly less pressure. That's when they set off to go to Trooping of the Colour. But yeah, the second time when the Queen did come out, it's, you sort of, your moment when you're standing there, you can see the footman or member of staff start to open the, the doors. You can see that. And then the noise sort of, the crowd sees that and then the noise picks up. I think it wasn't as noisy as it has been previously, because in the past, they've allowed many more people down to stand in front of the palace. But because of the logistics this year, there were less people. It did sound noisy, but to be honest, I'm so just concentrating on what's above and in front. I don't take that much in, in that respect.
1: And do you get to watch any of the fly past or are you just watching their faces? Because I guess you're having to what you're having to look at them to see who's reacting rather than actually. If You're the only person probably standing on the mall at that point that wasn't actually, or you and your other, you know, photographer colleagues. You're the only ones not actually seeing the amazing display above, or did you get a, a quick peek?
0: I didn't see a single thing of that flypast. Oh. I, I think I might have seen the last plane turn off or something, but yeah, some colleagues. We're on the backside, just concentrating on the fly pass. I was on the front, concentrating on the balcony. I heard the fly pass, but I didn't really see it. <laughs> I watched it afterwards, and it was pretty phenomenal, actually. The 70 was in- was incredible, how the aircraft made the number 70 in the sky. I mean, talk about concentration. Yeah. They don't take their eyes off the, the ball for either.
1: Yeah, they're not looking for like the nice view behind them, are they? Um, So I assume with a moment like that, does the camera go straight to the kids to see the reaction? Because you know the kids are going to cover their ears or do something like that, or are you still waiting to see what happens?
0: I was I was always expecting something from from the younger children, from Louis particularly. My biggest worry was that it'd be too little that we'd see him above oh, of the course, yeah. balcony. But I think he may have stood on something, and that's happened in the past, I think they've stood on, some kind of stall or something, but yeah, that reaction. And then there's a moment where we think he asked the Queen, didn't he? Where's sort of what about oh, yeah. the are, <laughs> are they coming? Yeah, they coming. Yeah, so I'm blooming open. Yeah. yeah of <laughs> so. so all of that. It goes back to my experience with the the royal wedding, of the Cambridge's, uh Kate and William's wedding. That moment when the little because oh, the flypast yeah. was so noisy, one of the bridesmaids she covered her ears. I just thought, you know, that's. That's always the kind of picture that people love to see. So, yeah, very much yeah. concentrating on on Louis. I mean, you know, I've got my children, are much older now, but you're always, you know, slightly nervous when you put your kids in a sort of public-facing position. But imagine what it's like when you're putting them on global television. Yeah,
1: it's... Well, I think that's one of the things that's run through the whole theme, the whole thing of the Jubilee of everyone with children or without children is going, my gosh, you took a four-year-old, like, you you know, all praise to her for what an amazing job Kate did of kind of keeping them under control and just having that, moment of your kids going oh god what are they going to do now <laughs> just the fear and yeah it's bad enough when you do that at a family wedding or something let alone if you're doing it with every single person watching you um which was great but we will come back to louis again later on because obviously you were there on sunday as well where he had another he completely stole the spotlight again um but friday you were in st paul's for the service of thanksgiving and you got some lovely photos of megan and harry actually didn't you and there were some really nice moments that you captured between them of kind of, you know, her putting her hand on Harry's back? Because there was so much anticipation for this kind of return to, you know, coming back to a duty. What was the atmosphere like in there before they arrived?
0: Well, St Paul's was fantastic. People were in there for ages before, I think, you know, guests who were not as important as the Royals seemed to have got there quite early on. So it kept filling up and filling up and filling up. And there was, uh, you know, the atmosphere was growing. I had this position, actually, which would have allowed me, I was sort of standing on the side of the church. So I was looking straight at the side door, which is where the Queen was originally planned to enter. Um, So my view of much else was limited. That was my, these things, there's a a system of, you know, we're dictated where we can stand. We can't just stand where we want so positions are given out and the material is shared between all the media outlets so that would have been my job was just to get the queen coming towards me but you know she didn't go so i was still in my position so as everybody entered the church they kind of came past me sideways but well that isn't going to make a very good picture the sideways picture but then i had a look i thought well they're going to go down the church find their pew they're bound to speak to somebody or do something. So I literally only had a few seconds. And from where they walked along the side of the pier, as it were, yeah, you know, she sort of put her hand on his back. And I, I don't know why he wasn't going to get lost, but that's what they did. And uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to get that. Again, I was, I was there for I don't know quite a considerable amount of time early in the morning, just waiting for that. I'm thinking. Again, you know, can't, can't miss it. But there's so many variables in that. If one of the congregation had stood up, for instance, I would have got nothing at all. I would have got someone's head, you know. <laughs> Could have been anyone. I don't know who they were. But, uh, yeah, there was something to be had there. But, you know, it was my colleagues who were in the front-on position. Yeah, we, we all saw the pictures. There was the middle of the pier, the middle of St. Paul's, and there was one brother, and there was the other on the other side. Yeah. Bizarrely.
1: So much kind of so much discussion, isn't there, about that seating plan and um, that's happened in the last few days. Okay, so but still an amazing place to spend a working day. You know, it beats beats us sitting here in the office. You've got to watch it from St. Paul's, which is such a beautiful photo um such a beautiful location. I remember you sent you sent us in some pictures, didn't you, before it started, just of your kind of position and God, it looks amazing.
0: Yeah, it was incredible. there was a guy that I sent a picture, what we are calling general view of GV, just of what it's like inside St. Paul's. And uh, one of the guys right in the foreground in the picture had quite a natty suit on. It was uh, a very colourful suit. And then people were starting commenting on on the old social media and doesn't he know where he is? What's he wearing? <laughs> but the guy seemed to seem quite, enam- quite happy that I took this picture. It was full of all sorts of people from all different walks of life, wasn't it? The military people... Uh, people are given their time to the various different charities and, and organisations. So it's a real mix of people. But um, yeah, it was beautiful. The lights, in, lighting in there is amazing. The staff there look after you. You sort of have a minder to make sure you don't go anywhere you shouldn't, do anywhere, <laughs> do anything you shouldn't. But uh, yeah, it was really, really interesting experience. And the um, was it the the vic the, the chapping charge did make a great. Joke, asked you know, telling the Queen he had no tips for her. At oh turn, yeah, oh, this is the, arch- the, the Archbishop
1: of uh, Windsor did it I think, he... in the end, didn't it? Yes.
0: Oh, we're going to get into so much trouble. We <laughs> can not know this. It was very nice, anyway, and he did make a great joke about that. Yeah,
1: I did enjoy that. That was good, and it was not. I, was, I said actually, when uh, Russell and I spoke about it last week, it was just really nice. It felt really personal, which was lovely, especially in the absence of the Queen.
0: Yeah, it was always the choir in there is always like the best, and then you've got. That sort of thing. I mean, these things are so well organized and they're so beautifully executed. It's just amazing, you know, the preparation, the rehearsals that go into it. It must be so many hundreds of hours.
1: Now, on the Saturday, you you were meant to have a nice day out of the races, weren't you? But that was pulled at the last minute. Or well, obviously the event went ahead, but as the Queen didn't attend, you were sent out on another job, weren't you? Were you were you gutted to miss the races, or are you not a fan? Well, I was, yeah,
0: it, because Russell Myers had promised me an ice cream, frankly. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of got my hopes up to that. Ice cream at, at the Derby with Russell. Didn't happen, did it? I don't know. I, you know, he was just, there's nowhere to be seen as he? he was hiding because he saved himself on an ice cream cone. But, yeah, I was looking forward to it, actually. I've been to the Derby before It's a fabulous day out, but um, unfortunately it wasn't to be.
1: Hey, well, Royal Ascot's on this week. I reckon you should take Russell up on that, hold him to that, make him take you to Ascot and claim your ice cream. <laughs> now,
0: ice creams, yeah, they're probably more expensive at Ascot, but once put Royal in. You know.
1: I was going to say, yeah, it's all the same. Now, you didn't work the Saturday night, did you? But did you catch any of the concert?
0: I watched it. I watched it on television. Who was your favourite? I mean, you know what was funny? Because I photographed Take That before at Royal Events. I thought... Where's take that? We've been robbed. There's no take that. Yeah, royal pageant. Oh, surprised. Well, because Gary Barlow organised the
1: last one, didn't he? (laughs) We were saying, "Where's Gary? (laughs) Where's Gary Barlow? What's going
0: on?" I couldn't believe it. The closing act amused me because I thought, you know, where's a British act? But
1: yeah, it was good. It was good fun. I thought Queen (laughs) were really good. That, and yeah, the, the Paddington sketch do. into The Queen, We were Rock You, I thought was so, it was very well done.
0: Yeah, that was actually quite touching. I remember doing, a we did, did an interview with uh, Michael Bond, the guy that created Paddington. What a lovely guy. And it turned out to be the last one because sadly he died uh, just a few weeks afterwards. And it was very touching to use Paddington Bear, wasn't it? It's just so British.
1: yeah. It was really lovely, and I think one of those great characters that everyone because the, the new the newer films are obviously loved by children, plus parents and you know, it's one of those people of every it appeals to every age, which is why I think it was perfect for this occasion as well. But lots of fun. Now Sunday, you had a big, you were back at Buckingham Palace, weren't you, for the People's Parade? No. People's Pageant, I'm renaming it now. Only been a week. How People's Pageant. The, I was back with was the wheelie it?
0: suitcase. Me and the wheelie, <laughs> me and the wheelie suitcase. Uh, we were down Green Park. We were in there early Sunday morning. Um, when really you say amazing. early, how good. early? I think I got there about nine or ten o'clock in the morning, and it didn't kick off till was it one o'clock or two o'clock?
1: Yeah, I think. Oh, I think. Dear. Yeah, I think it was later than that. The balcony moment was five. No. So yeah, about two, I think.
0: Yeah, we got there early. There was, um, you know, worried about getting stuck in traffic or it's got a bit too much stuff to take on public chairs. But anyway, it was fantastic. Got down there. The organisers partly did the DCMS, that's government department. They laid on lots of sandwiches and tea and all the rest of it. Great. That was funny. We went in the, the press tent on Trooping of the Colour. And it was it was quite British. There was a box of Thai food, a uh, box of t- PG tips, <laughs> a pint of milk, and a jar of Nest Cafe. And some American colleagues came in, and they're like, you know, where's the catering? Uh, it's there. <laughs> Make yourself <laughs> a cup of tea. <laughs> Welcome to London, loves. But yeah, it was um, it, it was very good. Sunday was fantastic, wasn't it? The parade was amazing. It had everything. I saw Prue Lee's car break down. That was oh, funny. Oh, yeah, that was a Jaguar. great
1: moment. We spoke about that last week, actually. The pictures for that were amazing. Um, and it was just her face, wasn't it? Of like, oh, no, how's this happened?
0: Yeah, it, was a, it took about six people to push it. It was a massive, massive car. It was a probably but like think,
1: vintage Jag, I, I saw think, a bit, wasn't some,
0: it? Yeah, I saw quite a bit of the parade just watching it. And it just sort of does sum up. It was a great sort of look at life, uh, British life over the years. But, um, you know, the, the royals did us proud, didn't they? They all turned up. Um, you know, the younger royals again, Louis happened to be the star of the show again. George, George always looked, he, he was just wearing a tie and a jacket. I I, yeah. I mean, I don't like wearing them at my age, He's <laughs> he's any a young lad. But, you know, he's, he's got to do what he's got to do. Mike Tindall was good fun. He had to sit next to the Prime Minister, which I thought was quite interesting.
1: I really enjoyed that. And did you see all the pictures he kept putting on Instagram of him wearing Zara's hats, which was really fun. And, but yeah. yeah, that was a, another odd seating plan. But before we come back to the Royals quickly, what other celebs did you spot on the buses?
0: I didn't spot millions on the buses, but when I was waiting for the balcony moment at the end, we were brought down into the um, forecourt of the Palace because the stage where Ed Sheeran was going to perform was right in front of the gates, and they said about an hour or two before that final park, said, oh, we can't open the gates because of the stage. So originally we were going to stay on the QVM balcony, take a picture from there. They said, oh, well, we can't open the gates because of that stage and all the rest of it. <coughs> so we'll have to take you down into the forecourt of Buckingham Palace. So while we were waiting there, I saw a load of celebrities. I think was all Nigel Planer... I saw uh, Cliff Richard and a few others all walking back from what they'd just done. So it was, it was great to see people.
1: Oh, fun. Oh, that sounds good. So, yeah, and there was that second balcony moment, which we didn't know if we were going to get. And then the uh, Royal Standard went up, didn't it? And everyone got very excited again. How was that second moment? Because obviously it was a smaller group, um, just the kind of the direct kind of heirs and their families. What was that moment like and how did it differ from the, earlier in the week? Yeah, like
0: you say, the royal standard. I was trying to keep an eye on that. And that that it wasn't there. It wasn't there. <coughs> it wasn't there. And then it was there. I thought, oh, okay, right. Because we didn't. We were told there'd be this opportunity to do this balcony, but until you know the Queen arrived, we we didn't know whether it was going to happen or not. I, it was quite. It was interesting, wasn't it? It's sort of. It's the future, I guess. It's. I don't think it's been done in that way before. Uh, obviously we've never had a jubilee like this before it's a very is it a very deliberate comment on you know this is the future
1: it certainly felt like it didn't it
0: yeah it was it was lovely the queen looked great it was a lovely time of day the younger royals did their bit yeah i think it's you know we all know that we don't live forever the queen is 96 years old things are going to change
1: and obviously as we said all eyes were very much on louis for it and he oh it was just fantastic the whole time is someone who's that obviously you know he's a four-year-old he's doing what four-year-olds do but is it fun to in to to photograph someone that's that kind of like animated and moving around or is it quite hard if they're not saying staying still because i get you know george and charlotte kind of will stand there and smile and wave but if he's running all over the shop does that make him harder to to photograph and to get that perfect shot
0: yeah it's it's funny because Trying to do pictures of him, trying to show a little bit of the pride and then scared of if I turn my back on Louis for a you know, what's he gonna do now? Is he gonna you know pull his mum's hair or something like that? It's a bit nerve-wracking, but yeah, I mean, he's just doing all the things. I'll tell you what was really touching. I don't think I've seen this before it was when he sat on Prince Charles's yeah. lap for, for a couple of minutes. I don't remember seeing that with any of the other royals before, so that was quite a lovely moment,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, and I so, just like that you could see that William obviously turned... He'd obviously said, like, I want to go sit on Granddad's lap, and you just saw William turn around and say something to Charles, like, is this all right? And then I just you just saw him, before it was told he was all right, which is like, da, 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 and you just saw him walking down, which I thought was really cute. And um, I was quite glad, to be honest, that it meant that, because Kate was sitting next to him, Kate at least got a bit of a, a 10-minute break, I think, of not worrying yeah. about, not worrying about what was he was going to do. There was a
0: slight... There was a moment where Louis wasn't was was taken for a little break or, uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> when he was uh, you know he needed a little time out. These things happen. I thought, oh no, don't take him away. You know, we we need him back again. Yeah. And he's seen came back, didn't he? I mean, they've been they went to Wales on the Saturday, didn't they? All of them. So they'd had a busy old few days, a really but, yeah.
1: busy few days, and especially George and Charlotte because. George and Charlotte were at the concert, and that finished at, God, what, half ten, I think, was it? Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so if right, you yeah. think they had a really late night, and then would have yeah. had to have been up early to do the, you know, do the pageant stuff. It was, I was shattered by the end of it, and I didn't travel to Wales halfway through, so I think they did very well, and... Um, but no, it was good fun, and I love the moments between Kate and Louie that you just saw throughout that day. Um, what were they like, kind of in up close and in real life?
0: Yeah, it was it was really good. She was just—it's so hard. I mean, what, the whole world's watching you potentially, and they were shown on television. You know, a, a short short snaps of it on television. The television didn't show maybe as much as the pictures did, but yeah, you know, she was just praying and hanging on tight that he didn't do
1: anything.
0: (laughs) I I think he did get a few snacks, didn't
1: he, (laughs) during the time. Well, Mike Tindall said, I think in an interview after, he said that they were just, there was one of the pictures, I can't remember if it was one of yours or if it was someone else's, but there were just handfuls of, are they the Malwam sweets that they were clearly just, be quiet, quiet, please, Um, which was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, Mike Uh,
0: Tindall was involved in the distribution, I think.
1: He was brilliant. He did so well throughout that and um, through the whole Jubilee. I thought he was fantastic. Um, yeah. So, what was probably your favorite moment of the Jubilee? Is there one particular picture that really stands out to you?
0: Um, I don't know. It's probably that last balcony because I think Louis sitting on Prince Charles's lap just because it's quite, it's very cute and unusual. And <laughs> the last balcony, it's that historic moment, isn't it? I mean, the chances of another monarch reigning for this long you know prince charles isn't going to be able to do it william unlikely because he's already nearly 40 isn't he so that's not going to happen so the chances of any monarch now getting to reign for that long it it might not happen for a thousand years
1: it really was a a really special moment now away from jubilee You've not had a break. You went straight back back to work, and you were actually at Garter Day, weren't you? You were back in Windsor um, this week for Monday's celebration. Uh, this was obviously the Queen attended, but she didn't do the procession. So we just saw um, we just saw kind of a photograph of her inside. But this is the kind of really traditional uh, ceremony, and this is when they wear that they wear the kind of the full. Uh, capes don't they and the feather hats and all this so we saw William we saw Prince Charles we saw uh, Princess Anne and the Duchess of Cornwall was actually appointed a Royal Lady of the Order a Royal Lady of the Order of the Garter which is a very catchy title Um, but how was that how was the event? You know
0: I've done garter ceremonies for maybe 10 or more years it's always a really hot day which is nice it was so it was so lovely Again, it's one of these fantastic things that has done so well. You've got, you know, marching bands. You've got army there. You've got uh, local people that apply for tickets, people that live in the grounds of the castle. It's a great atmosphere. It's beautifully executed every time. So they start at the top, and then they come to St George's Chapel, which is down the bottom of the castle. They walk down in this procession, and it's just fabulous. I mean... A little bit too bright, almost for pictures at one point, but all in all, it was a great day. You had Tony Blair yesterday, who was receiving an honour along with Baroness Amos. There was a few people outside earlier on, not too impressed with Tony Blair, but that didn't really make any difference to the day. It was lovely.
1: Oh yeah, there were protesters, weren't there, outside? And so, where were they? Where actually could they gather? Were they inside the castle walls, or were they outside on the kind of street out the front?
0: They were just on the street outside the front of, of Windsor Castle, but I couldn't swear to how Tony Blair got in, but there's about five different ways in. So, you know, he was never going to see them. They were never going to see him. But, you know, protests, it, it's, uh, it's allowed. The police facilitated them and, and they made their point, but it was, it was just a lovely, lovely day. Unfortunately, yeah, the Queen wasn't there, although you could see the Royal Standard flying and we knew that she was in Windsor because she spends a lot of time there now. So it was a, it was a fabulous day.
1: And we saw the, um, and the Duchess of Cambridge and Sophie Wessex were there as well, weren't they? Even though obviously they're not part of the ceremonies, they're not, uh, they're not in the uh, order, but they look lovely. And you saw them chatting quite a bit as well. Didn't you You saw a few moments of them laughing? We know obviously they're uh, believed to be really good friends. So it was those lovely moments. Did you manage to spot them from where you were standing or were you on the other side?
0: I was down the bottom in a place called the, I think they call it the lower ward. So there's a bit at the top where they come out. That's called the Galilee porch. Yep. And at the bottom, I was at the bottom of the hill. So as they go round into the chapel, oh, yep. that's called the lower ward. So they were walking down uh, initially, and then in the carriages on the way back up. So cool. And there was also somebody who was going to turn up and then didn't turn up. That was all a bit of a a, a controversy for a few hours, wasn't it? When it was said that Prince Andrew was going to be part of it, and oh, then oh yes, I, I actually paid three pounds for the programme yesterday just to see if the name was it. <laughs> it was in
1: it. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't no, in it. it. Wasn't well, yeah, because that's I've what it a £3 was. Three pound it... programme. You know, <laughs> well that's it it had been widely reported that he was going to attend however it was reported just before that a family decision was the quote had been made that his appearance So he still went but he just did the behind the scenes stuff so he did the actual kind of service itself and he was there for the lunch but he didn't do the uh, kind of I don't know is it a parade or a procession I think it's a procession Uh, it's a procession
0: looks like a procession
1: yeah so there's been lots of talk over the last couple of days of how this decision came about uh, with some places reporting that it was very much Prince Charles and Prince William's decision uh, that they didn't believe that he should be part of it but we will speak to Russell about that next time we uh, like next time we catch up with him and get all of his inside information on that but obviously it was a huge honor for Camilla um to be made the this royal lady and obviously very much is in fitting with the queen's message that she wants Camilla to become the queen consort when Charles takes the throne how did she look in all the gear because it's a strong look
0: yep she looked good smiling at us looking to the cameras yeah every all the time now her her position is becoming more and more cemented isn't it really it's it's all just you know it's shaping up so she's a lovely lady she always always looks to the cameras always enjoys having a picture taken always got a word or two for for us photographers and reporters so yeah it was lovely to see her yesterday
1: yeah, you you always mention, don't you, that she's one of your favourites to royal uh, to photograph because she's she's so lovely, and I think it's something that everyone I ever speak to in the kind of royal world always says the same that she's that she's really nice. But we did, even though we didn't get to see the Queen, we did see a photo, didn't we? They released an official uh, snap which was really nice, it showed the Queen standing between uh, Charles and Camilla. Um, what did you think of this picture? It looks lovely. She's got kind of a, a silvery dress on, isn't it, and some very lovely. Silver high heels. What did you think of the snap?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a really nice picture. I, I didn't know that, that that was coming out actually, but when it did, yeah, it's very nice. I wonder why. So Prince Charles isn't wearing a hat. Oh, I
1: thought is. that. I don't know, I don't know <coughs> what that, that means. Because he wore a hat earlier in the day. Maybe he just took it off. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't it?
0: I don't understand all of necessarily all of the ins and outs, but yeah, well, it's a lovely picture, isn't it? It's really. The Queen's nice. got her her walking stick there, but you know she's doing remarkably well. I mean, you know, if I ever get to that age, I, I'm sure I'll need several walking sticks.
1: <laughs> it did. It looked. It was such a nice day, and there were again loads of people gathered there. The pictures of kind of the full castle uh, look really lovely as well. So, a nice day, and as you said, beautiful sunshine. Which is always Yeah, good. I
0: mean, I think I said it before. I mean, I know I see some of the same faces in the crowd. You know, if anyone's interested, I think you can more or less just apply for tickets to things like the Garter. I don't, I don't think it's that hard to get a ticket. You just um, look on the website. I'm sure, <laughs> Historic Royal Palaces, I think it is, and uh, you, you too, can be there next year.
1: I can say I'd love to go and do it. I've never been. I really should. I should look into it. Thank you for the tip. <coughs> now, Get Russell to buy you an ice cream. Yeah, yeah there can. we go. You're He's nice going to have a long old shop. list by the time this
0: is yeah, done.
1: <laughs> so what other royal fun royal jobs do you have coming up in the next kind of week or so? You're going away, aren't you?
0: Yeah, well, there's a little bit of controversy before we even got there, isn't there? <laughs> next week is um, Commonwealth Heads of Government Meeting, or Chugum, uh for short which is this year is in Rwanda, in Kigali. And Prince Charles was involved at a reception last week to do with the Commonwealth. And he said what a lot of people are thinking, you know, we shouldn't be sending illegal immigrants halfway around the world to, uh, to Rwanda. So as we speak, there's a possibility of some immigrants being flown today to Rwanda. I don't know if that's happening or not. And then next week you've got... Prince Charles there representing the Queen, you'll have Boris Johnson there, you'll have various leaders of Commonwealth countries there. So um, we're going on some interesting visits with the royal couple before the actual opening ceremony takes place.
1: Fantastic that sounds like it's going to be a really interesting trip and so many different different sides to it as well so we're very much looking forward to hearing all about that but thank you so much for joining me today Ian it's been lovely to catch up it feels like it's been far too long and I hope you get some sort of break to recover from the jubilee soon before you're back on a plane again and heading heading away and um, thank you so much to everyone for tuning in this week if you haven't had enough of the jubilee coverage yet we've still got our two special episodes that went live over the bank holiday weekend that's the fashion special with myself and scott and there's also our listeners episode where we share all your amazing stories of your meetings with the queen as always we're on social media instagram and twitter at pod save and until next time
0: pod save the queen